Hey guys, welcome back to the Reviving Truth Podcast. I hope you're doing great. So, it's been a little over two weeks and the plan was and still is that I should be a little more regular than that. And I believe God that it would be more regular, so I apologize for that. But thank you so much for joining me again today. I hope that the previous episodes have been a blessing in one way or the other. And if you haven't listened to them, please, I encourage you to listen to them. So, um, today, we would basically wrap up this series. Um, but a quick recap. So, the first uh, episode, we spoke about um, uh, our Christian lives being the center of, well, our entire life. And how that it should be the place from which everything else flows. And not an added part of our lives. Um, and then the next episode we went on to um, say that if it is truly the center, or if it should be the center, then it should have priority because um, we're saved from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. So, you know, there are things we actually need to learn. And we are not going to learn those things, you know, magically. You know, we actually have to go through the process. Um, it's responsibility, but we don't have to do it alone. We have the Holy Spirit to help us, but we need to um, work with Him, you know, and be ready to learn, you know. That's why, you know, we have pastors and all of those things. We need to learn, go through the process. And yes, we have been given the desire to grow, but like every other desire, if you do not um, give it room to grow, it, it will not grow. So, um, we have responsibilities playing in our growth, and that is why it should be priority. Our growth as Christians is priority, and it should be priority. If it's not already priority, please make it priority. All right, so um, for this last episode in this series, if I can call it that, we're going to be talking about something that affects almost everything in our lives as we go on um, living in this world as believers. Um, it's one of those things that you don't learn just once, but over time, you keep learning, and it's something you have to keep reminding yourself of as often as possible. Um, so this thing is identity. So identity um, determines many things. Right, and it speaks to source, ability, potential, and many more things. So, if, for example, you have a package at your door, and you open it, the first thing you look for, and let's assume it's in a box, right? First thing you look for is what is written on the box. So, what is the name of this thing? And so, if the name is, um, let's say, Ion. Right, so you know that this is an iron, and the reason you already know that is because you've grown, you know that this is an iron, and you know that this is what an iron does, and all of that. Let's assume you do not know that at all. The first thing that would give you a clue to what it is is the name iron, and then somewhere on the side, there'll be some something written about it. When you open the box, there'll be a manual that tells you about the iron, who made the iron, um, what the iron can do, the different sets of the iron, 
the best ways to use the iron, the best ways to clean the iron, and all of those things, right? So this illustration is kind of like how our lives are when we become believers, right? Um, truth is, there's, there's this um, Hillsong song that um, part of the lyrics says, I was, I was yours before I was not. And uh, I can't remember the next line. But just that line, I was yours before I was not. This is who you were. That's it's not. It's not like you are being like you like God just came and is trying to revamp your, just change your life, whatever. This is actually who you were, and so you went through. I mean, you know, because sin came into the earth and all of that, and now you are being restored to who you actually were, and this is who you are, right? So, um. Our Christian lives are kind of like that. So we become, you become a believer. And for many of us, there are many names that we have, right? Names, not necessarily like the name or your birth certificate, but there are many things that, that people have called you, many things that you call yourself um, that are not in line with who you actually are. The Bible, the Word of God, it's kind of like that manual in the box that comes with the iron that lets you know about who made the iron, who made you, um, what can you do, um, what are your potentials, what are your abilities, all of those things, right? But in this case, we know that I was made in the image and likeness of God, Um that's like the first statement of identity I think we have in the entire Bible. And that's, that's just great, fam. Like, that's just great. Like, that's a great way to start. That I was actually made in the image and likeness of God. That changes the ball game completely in every single way. And it's not just a statement that you say. It's, it's something you actually get to know more and more. Um, and then it affects you, the way you live, you know, your everyday lives. So, identity speaks to source. Who made you? Um, you know that, we, like I just said, you were created in his image and likeness. So, you are gods, right? Um, gods as in G-O-D apostrophe S. You are God's child. You are gods. You are a son. Um, knowing that you are a son changes many things right remember when jesus christ gave told the story of if somebody if a man if a boy comes to ask his father for fish will his father give him poison you know that illustration jesus was trying to let us know that we actually have a father-son relationship with God. And son here means son and daughter. I just don't want to have to use both every single time. So please understand. So Jesus Christ was trying to explain to us that you actually have even more than the father-son relationship we have here on earth. Because for many of us, we've had distorted views of that. And so sometimes it's difficult to trust God because you feel like, oh, this is what my father on earth did, or this is what my mother on earth did, and all of that, 
But Jesus Christ here was trying to say, if your earthly father will give you, will not give you poison, right? Um, and that is a very, very good earthly father. How much more your father in heaven, the one who created you, right? And this speaks to your identity. This is your source, right? This is where you come from. Right, you are not, and you know, there's the verse of, oh, we are not from this earth. We're here, but we're not supposed to be, we're not of this world. We're in the world, but we're not of this world, you know. Um, and then, this is actually, this subject of identity is something that if you go through scriptures, it's something you see over and over and over. And it kind of just makes me wonder that, why, why is it that God keeps reminding us of who we are? So many times, you know, you are, you are a chosen generation, you are a royal priesthood, you are a peculiar nation. You know, you are loved. Nothing can separate you from my love. Um, from before, before you were formed, he knew you. Um, you know, that's so many amazing things that he, he keeps saying in so many different ways over and over to remind us of who we are. And if you look at Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ's life on earth, the reason why he was able to do all of those things and eventually fulfill his own purpose, right, was because he, he, he was sure of his identity as a son. He wasn't... Because think about this. If Jesus was looking for for validation from the people around him to be sure that he was the son of God. Do you think he he would have done that? I mean, these are people who did not, even with the signs, right? You still had people who did not believe, who did not think that he was the son of God, right? But he will say things like, I am my father are one. He will say things like, um, the things I do are the things I've seen my father do. Right, it, it it was an identity thing. For example, when he just before, <coughs> excuse me, he rose Lazarus up from the dead. He said, "Father, I thank you for you hear me always." Now that doesn't really sound like an identity statement, but the truth is, you can only say that confidently in front of a dead man if you are sure. That your father actually hears you. And that's because you know you are his son. And so he actually hears you. So Jesus was so sure of his identity. That a dead man was literally in front of him. And this wasn't a silent prayer. It wasn't, oh, he hid somewhere and said the prayer so that only he could hear. Right? There were people around. Those that were mourning Lazarus. Those, you know, the Mary and... The rest of them, you know, that way. Some were able to say, no, if Jesus had come earlier and all of that. That there were people all around. And so for him to have the confidence to say that, he was having very sure of his identity. You know, um, and I realized more and more that there's, there's a major identity crisis amongst all of us. A lot of us believers, you know. And if we forget who we are, then... We, I mean, then we are just like every other person, you know. And so, identity speaks to ability. It speaks to potential. Um, it speaks to resources available to you, right? This one is something that I've, I'm learning a lot, this particular one. 
for example, these days, every every time I'm beginning to worry about maybe money or those type of things, I remind myself that I'm a child of God. Um, and then I, I usually quote this verse, um, For my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. For my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So that I just see it, and it's slowly becoming a default, because I realized that when Jesus Christ was telling his, was telling, was, you know, telling his, the people he was teaching, that they should not worry about all these things. He was saying it because if God can take care of the lilies and take care of the birds, how much more you who were created in his own image and likeness? Like, this is who you are, right? There's this song, I think, the ministry that I used to be a part of, Sang, um, I, I am too loaded, I am defended, I can never be stranded, never, never stranded. And <laughs> sometimes um, I remember it, especially in situations where I don't know what to do, I realize that I actually can never be stranded, I am never alone, I am never without help. And this is something that we actually need to believe that this is who you are. And this is because of whose you are. And so you are never without help. You are never helpless. You are never alone. You actually are never alone. Like, this is a reality that has to sink in. You are never, ever alone. Um, Jesus said he had to go to say, so that the Holy Spirit can come, right? And he would turn the comforter. And actually, let's read... Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 to 6. Hebrews 13, 5 to 6. So, it says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he had said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. These are some bold declarations, y'all. And it is fundamentally an identity thing. I know who, have you ever met people, maybe you, you have a prince, right, of some country, and then um, he he travels to a place and something happens and he says things like, um, do you know who my father is or do you know who I am and things like that. And yes, those are usually prideful statements, but they also speak to the fact that this person knows his identity, right? He knows that his father has the money he needs. He knows that his father has the authority um, needs. He knows that his father has given him the authority he needs to do whatever he needs to do. He knows that his father has access to lots and lots of money, right? And money is just a very modern example, but you see that if we actually know who we are, even when things are hard and you're not sure of, you know, tomorrow and all of that, your identity is not shaken, right? Because you know whose you are. You know who you are. 
you know you know that you are never alone you know that you can never be stranded you know that that your father owns it all you know he actually owns it all and he's a giving god he's a good father you know and another aspect that this issue of identity speaks to is with regards to challenges and actually not just challenges sin and dealing with sin right so romans chapter 8 verse 1 says there's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit um and verse 34 says who is he that condemneth it is christ that died yea rather that is risen again who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. And so sometimes we fall, you know, and, you know, maybe you sinned and you fell for that addiction or whatever it is. Um, We need to be quick to stand up and remember that we are not condemned, right? You have already been forgiven, and if we don't realize this quickly, we have the enemy just takes full reign because he will forever make you feel guilty for something you did 10 years ago if you do not understand that Christ has died. So there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. So I am not condemned. I cannot be condemned. So even when I fall and, you know, I feel really bad about it. Um, I'm getting up knowing that Christ has already paid for this. My victory has already paid for. I am no longer a slave to sin. This is my identity. And so sometimes it takes us a while to see the physical manifestations of this identity that we seem to keep um, confessing as way. Right, but just like if you, this is another example. If you take a lion, right? Take a lion who was a, a lion, and then you put him in some cage in a really nice house and all of that. Um, then you bring it out to a zebra, and the zebra tries to do something to it because the lion does not know who 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 it is, right? So, well, in that case, it would be a cub. Because it hasn't grown to a full life. Because it doesn't know who it is. Um, and what its potentials are. And the fact that lions eat zebras. Right? Um, and just in case you're a zebra fan. This is just an example. Okay, So, um, if the cub right, doesn't realize who it is and the zebra can keep harassing it and a zebra can make it feel like it's a weakling and all of that but as soon as the lion realizes this is who i am this is what i'm capable of right it gets up immediately and that's the end of the the um the zebra being able to terrorize the lion right you see it doesn't even sound right the zebra terrorizing lion how does that work you see um but very often in our lives that's the case, you know, so you do something wrong and then um, you want to go to church and the enemy reminds you of how, how you did that thing wrong and how you are such a sinner and how you, you 
you know, God doesn't have any place for you and how you have just, just fills you with all sorts of things. But if you have spent time with the word and you, you realize that there truly is no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus, you don't even give the enemy two minutes to taunt you with such statements, right? You receive the forgiveness, you know, you repent of your ways, you get up and move, you know, and you're receiving strength to do better. You're receiving grace to do better the next time. But you're not going to sit down there wallowing in your sin and all of that for so long, you know. Um, and same thing with challenges, you know, sometimes we are being tossed back and forth, um, by the enemy and it's just because we haven't realized we have authority you know and we have the holy spirit in us and sometimes if we don't realize it we'll never, we won't be able to assert you know that dominion we already have you know dominion that jesus has already given us you know so um yes said so i'm going to keep this 20 minutes so i need to wrap this up but i hope you realize um how important identity is and I hope that as you go on with the songs we listen to, studying the word, um, if you have to put up post-it notes, put it up, you know, if you have to find, there are so many songs, I'm no longer a slave to fear, I'm a child of God. Um, so many songs, you know, that talk about identity. Um, keep, keep, keep them in front of your eyes, keep them you know, by your ears, you know, have listened to them, read them as often as possible. And little by little, you would actually begin to see changes in your default responses to different things. And it honors God when we live, um, like who we actually are. It actually honors God. Um, it, it brings glory to his name, you know, so, um, I hope this has been a blessing to you. And I hope this series has helped you realize how important your work with God really is. And yeah, God bless you so much.